You're listening to the PCAST, presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, occasionally the OVC. Thanks to our good friends at CDE, thanks to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, according to Ed Orgeron's dog. Confirmed. Ka- Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Uh, we record the day after... LSU put the stamp on possibly the best college football season ever. I don't know. I'm not that old. Seems like there have been some pretty good Alabama teams over the years. But that was a uh, – The whole seven top ten teams was kind of the selling point for me. Yeah, the whole thing – well, Joe Burrow just, you know, being Joe Burrow and – Also having the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the patron saint of the uh, – <laughs> Of the bayou. The, the bayou. Of the bayou. <laughs> the go Joe. You gotta eat some gumbo, some good gumbo. gumbo. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Elsewhere in the sporting world, the Houston Astros. uh, They're cheaters. Cheating cheaters from Cheaterville. And the only person that cheated more than them is Alex Cora. And he's in trouble. It's like the the meme, the uh, kid on The Simpsons in the back of the bus. It's like, chuckles, I'm in danger. That's Alex Cora right now. You know, memes are a... uh, Notoriously good <laughs> barometer for an audio podcast. <laughs> so I described it. It's I described a meme today on the podcast. That's Alex Cora sitting on the back of that bus. To, to, like, I'm in danger. To help to help reach the youths of today, I described a meme. It wouldn't surprise me if Cora never managed another game. It wouldn't surprise me if any of these guys ever never I, got back in I, baseball. Can you hire AJ Hinch after that? I don't know. I see. I don't know. I was talking about this with somebody yesterday. You have to be. Hired by somebody to serve a suspension, otherwise you're just unemployed, right? So does he? Ha- so technically, does his suspension count this year if he doesn't manage? I don't think so. I, I wouldn't. I think you have to be drawing a paycheck or title so of some kind from a major league baseball team in order for your suspension so to be for served. So now and for AJ Hinch to serve their suspension, they have to be hired by a team, serve a year long suspension, and then start work for said team. That's, that's what I would, what that I would, would make uh, sense that's to me. How I'd understand it. I'm going to be very upset if they don't have to serve the suspension because they got fired. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a real cop out. Can't wait to see how Major League Baseball. Can't wait for Alex Cora to join Pete Rose on the ineligible list, though. That'll be fun. Um, no, not really uh, outside the realm of Austin P, but not really inside the realm of the playing season. Uh, the final polls came out uh, this week, and got a bone to pick with the coaches coaches poll i mean i'm not gonna get too disagreeable about any of them but you all right you you live your truth they're gonna put sacramento state ahead of us oh well yeah now that part was a little confusing but at the same time after we rolled into sacramento and just steamrolled steamrolled the what are the hornets i don't even remember they're not worth not worth my time after that game yeah i I don't i don't know but yes i see your point and yes you're you're correct, but at the same time, I can't stop looking at the number eight slash ten Austin P football and just kind of going, you know what, house money here. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, at at a certain point, we're just fine. This is fine. This is good. I'm I'm willing to take this. Sure, didn't like it. Number ten Austin P football though. I, I'm gonna stick with number eight. Shout out to Craig Haley for that ranking. Yeah, I mean, if you, you know, you know, Craig took some bullets from this podcast a couple times this year, <laughs> so it's it is appreciated. Craig that he Haley is trying up. to become friends with the Austin P podcast world again. Yeah, yeah, we 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 see Craig Haley. We'll we'll dial it back some. Looking back at things that happened in action last week, men's basketball, your unbeaten and OVC play governors 
after dispatching Tennessee Tech and Jacksonville State. Seems like there should have been more to that sentence, but uh, I don't write well, apparently. It's okay. Terry Taylor stays OVC Player of the Week for the sixth time, while Carlos Paez earned his third Freshman of the Week honor. The Tech game was fairly straightforward. A couple times the Govs had a little bit of trouble. Uh, had some inexplicable cold spells if you just look at the box score, but if you're there in the facility and Tech has the tightest rims of any place we played. The ball caroms we'll off those rims. Role. There's never been one there. I mean, if you if you get like the Kawhi Leonard two bounce, four bounce bucket, like what he won uh, the he East the Sixers. Yeah, like that's that would never happen. God has to reach down and touch that ball twice for that to happen. The ball would have shot back across half court more likely. More likely, but Tech's not very good and help they couldn't make a shot either. And uh, Terry had 27 and 12, continuing his goat-like ways. Was it the sneakiest 27 ever? You know, Terry has had some low-key, like he lets – th- that's been an evolution of him as a player that's really been fun to watch this year, where, like, he'll just be kind of rolling along, rolling along, and, all right, let's get Jordan Adams involved over here, get him in double figures. All right, let's get Booty involved over here. Let's get him a couple buckets. Let's get, let's get Eli involved. Let's get Chino involved. Let's get everybody some buckets. And then, like, that last 10 minutes or so, Terry's like – I got everybody else. Dang, All got, right, I'm, I'm going to go score 15 real fast. I only fast. got 14. Let me get the 29 before yeah. we're done here. It, that's been a fun thing to see this year where he can just kind of like pick his spots and go, All right, we'll let everybody else shoot for a little while. But I'm going to wind up with my 25 anyway. JSU's a little bit tougher. The Gamecocks scored the first 16. The Govs trailed by 19 with six to play in the first half. Austin ended the half on a 19-7 run. There was still plenty of ground to make up in the second half. Made tougher by the fact that the Gamecocks were sending multiple defenders at Terry every single play and daring the rest of the Govs to beat them. In the second half, Carlos Paez beat them. He reigned in 16 second-half points, including five threes. When JSU went on an 11-2 run to push the deficit back to double digits, Paez hit three straight threes on three straight possessions to get the Govs back in it and made the steal and assist on a Pavle Jurisic bucket to give Austin P the lead for good. Possibly... JSU has been a lightning rod litmus test each of Coach Figure's first two seasons, and with the play of Jurisic, Cita Conte, Alec Woodard, Pius went up a level, it may have been a turning point again this year. The women, they made the same two trips as the men this weekend. Uh, the women fell in a nationally televised game to Tennessee Tech. The Govs led the entire game, but it was an untimely stretch of cold shooting in the fourth quarter that did the Govs in. But then they got back on track against Jacksonville State, um, playing in the middle of what some say was a tornado outside. I mean, it was apparently pouring. Uh, we were in, I could, could, couldn't see it, but our bus driver told us he couldn't see the gym from his parking spot right outside. It was raining so hard. So um, on the inside, Ellis Sawyers led the way with 14 points for the Govs, scored nine points for the free throw line, just attacking the rim. Um, the Gunners led at halftime, but J-State took the lead almost immediately after the break and led until about the three-minute mark in the fourth quarter when a shy Booker turnaround mid-range jumper took the lead back. Gov scored in the next three possessions, Casey Kidwell, a bucket, and an Ariel Gonzalez-Varner steal fast and a fast-break layup to take the lead for good. The Govs never looked back and won 63-57 at J-State. Track and field in its third weekend. Kanish Phillips is going to be very good. After opening her career with a school record 60-meter in her very first meet before Christmas and winning the 200-meter last week in Nashville, Phillips extended her range to win the 400-meter at the Gene Evans Invitational, taking down a plethora of high-level runners en route to the top spot. 
I can't stress enough how not normal this is. Like, at Austin P. Bree Jones is the best sprinter in program history. I don't think I'm breaking new ground with that because she owns most of the records. But she did it like she would get real good at one thing and have the records in that, and then she'd go get real good at the next thing and beat everybody and have the records in that. And she did it over a four-year period. Phillips is doing it in two months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, that, no, it's not normal. It, she's, um, whatever her goals are, and uh, Valerie Brown's told me that she wants to represent her native Guyana in the Olympics, and she wants to, she wants to make a career of this. Uh, if the first six weeks of her all-speaker or any indication. Sign her up. Choose your own adventure, Ms. Phillips. Other top showings included Lennox Walker taking a top-five spot in the 60 hurdles up against a pair of NCAA qualifiers from last season, and similar efforts from Carlin. I am going to butcher this last name. Shooting, shouting, I should know it. I want to say shooting, but... I think it's shooting. I want to say shooting. I'm sorry, whatever. Whatever I'm saying is almost certainly wrong, and I apologize. And Morgan Bradley in the pole vault, they finished fifth and sixth against powerhouse pole vault programs in Louisville and Purdue. Sabrina Richmond placed third in the 200-meter dash. The Govs now have four of the top five 200-meter runners by time in the OVC this season. Hey, that's good. That's the Valerie Brown effect in action right there, boys and girls. We will take a break, wrap this up, and bring in Laren Haar of said Austin Track Field and Cross Country team right after. Months ago, you smiled. The next thing that I know, you meet we so close. You raise your glass, your lips move slow. I'm already waiting for your Anticipating us apart We are far too young now to feel love So lend me your heart If you feel it Running in general is not appealing to most people. Running long distances as quickly as possible seems somehow even less appealing, yet Laren Haar has become pretty good at that over the last couple of years, and she has become one of the linchpins of the Ostopy distance and middle distance crew, and for some reason she's agreed to appear on our podcast, and we're very happy to have her. Laren, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. So how did you get into distance running competitively? Yes. So I have been an athlete my whole life. My family, that wasn't an option for us. Like we had to be involved in athletics somehow. And so I swam for the majority of my life. And then in junior high, I got into cross country and track. And then throughout high school, I did two years of cross country. um, But with some injuries, I tried volleyball for one year and I swam for one year. And I ran track all four years. And so I wouldn't have considered myself a distance runner until I came to college because I don't really like cross country. It wasn't my go-to thing. Um, I liked track. I prefer that much more. And so distance has evolved as I've come to college more than anything. Okay, that leads us straight into the (laughs) do you prefer distance or middle distance question. Um, Okay, let me change tack then a little bit. How do you prepare differently for cross versus when you're running the eight or the mile? Yes. So for cross country, it's all about like endurance and mileage. So for those days, we'll be running like seven to eight miles a day for like your regular mileage. And then your long runs would be anywhere upwards of 10 to 12 miles. But when you're doing middle distance, like the, the 
amount that you're running daily can lessen quite a bit. You, if you're after your workout, you might have only done like four or five miles, and then your recovery run is only four or five miles. Your long run at that point would only be seven or eight miles. It's, it's just much like it's cut back quite a bit the endurance aspect. I'm sorry. Did you say the short run was four or five miles? Is that <laughs> yeah. what you said? Okay. Yeah. Just want to be sure I heard that mm-hmm. right. How much being a good runner is technique over natural ability? Um, I think it's about probably like 75-25. I think you can very easily scout out the natural athletes. You can just tell like they are good at it. Um, it doesn't, they don't necessarily have to work super hard, but when it comes to competition, they are always there and they're always ready and they compete well. But I would say like a good chunk that, I would say that's the 75% is that you have to be, enjoy it and you have to be good at it. And then 25% is probably technique because without that, you can't improve much more. Like, that is why um, people's, like, some people's strides are better than others. When you look at jumpers and throwers, it comes down to, te- like, technique at the end of the day. So why Austin P? Um, that's kind of a funny story because I was recruited in a lot of schools up north to run. And because I'm from Illinois, from Bloomington Normal, and I did not want to stay in Illinois. I wanted to be far, far away. And I just have always loved, like, the state of Tennessee. We've driven through it when we're, like, vacationing, and it's just pretty. I like it. And so my dad and I took, like, one weekend out of the summer after my senior year, or it was it would have been before my senior year, and we just toured a bunch of schools at Austin P. and my uncle lives here in Clarksville. And so um, that's how I found out about here, and I want to go into the medical field. I'm a nursing major, and so... They have a great like nursing program, and that's what drew me to Austin P. Um, I didn't originally come here to run. Actually, I was looking around the foy, and there was an Austin P. Um, employee that just struck up conversation. Was wondering like what kind of workouts I like to do, and like what I'm interested in. And out of curiosity, he asked like what my times were because I told him I ran track like all throughout high school, and he was like, "Wait, like those are." kind of good like I need to give you Valerie Brown's number and so from there like the next day when I was supposed to have my tour I only did half my tour and the rest of it I spent with Valerie and we talked and talked about like what the next steps were and then by January um, my senior year I had committed and that was just like after that it was kind of like a done deal it was pretty easy for me a lot of people stress over where they're gonna go and it was kind of just like a path that was made for me so yeah that's a much more unique story than I think most recruiting stories are absolutely so you help out a lot with our SAC and support them at Mm -hmm. events and things why is that something that you've been compelled to do Um, a lot of my teammates are involved with SAC they're actually on um, the SAC committee and so that naturally like I've been more involved and um, one thing that we put on is a mental health awareness week which I think is not just important for athletes, but just the whole student body, and it's open to everyone. And so that is something that I think is just very important. Um, A lot of, you know, friends and family have struggled with mental health, and it's just something that, it's such a bad stigma that this, like, our society is trying to get rid of, and so that's something that I like to be involved with. So that week especially, I really like to participate. That leads me into a broader question about athletes supporting athletes, not Mm -hmm. just at their at their given sporting events but also with their initiatives and the things that are important to them and that seems like something that you do not just through SAC but everything else why is that why is that something that is so helpful do you do you find 
Um, I think that in the athlete world, we're very similar to like a family, as cheesy as that sounds. And you see, like you hear about Greek life and how fraternities and sororities like that, like becomes their family over the course of their four years in college. And that's exactly how like the athlete world is. Like you are with your teammates every single day at all hours of the day. You guys are struggling and hurting together. And I mean... I'm lucky enough to have a few nursing majors on my team, and so they relate on like a whole new level. They're in all the same classes I am, and they're, they're going through exactly what I go through. And so I think that um, between that and we, we're all involved in like Gov's Cup, so we go to other people's um, sporting events. You just find like your niche. You find the people that like you're similar to and like to be involved with, and you get to know them on a much more personal level. What makes a good leader? Um, I think a good leader, in my opinion, would be someone who leads by example. I have always seen people that excel, and that's who I want to be like. It's not this person who maybe gives the best speech, runs the fastest time, or is the smartest, prettiest, anything like that. But if you just lead by example and you make, like, good decisions, you are involved, like, just overall, like, a good well-rounded person I think if you lead by example that is what I think of makes the best leader like a silent leader what are your interests outside of sport I mean not that you really have a ton of time to have yeah. any extra <laughs> um, I really like to read and I also really like to bake and so those are probably my top two things I like to do outside of running um, if I have time I like to pick up a good book every once in a while and same thing I probably my roommate can attest I probably bake like once a week it's kind of like a stress reliever um, but yeah I don't know and it's good <laughs> what do you enjoy about college that maybe you didn't expect to enjoy um, hmm, that's a really good question what? Well, the distance, probably. I Like I said, I'm from Illinois. I'm six hours away, and that was terrifying, like, to move six hours south from all my family. Granted, I do have an uncle here. That is really scary. Like, I didn't know a single person. No one from my high school has come to Austin P. Um, we had one, Jenny Gehrig. She's a few years older, and so I knew Jenny, but not super well. No one in my class came to Austin P. Um, not really anyone near me came to Austin P., or, or went to colleges near Austin P. And so the distance was probably the scariest. And I've come to, like, enjoy it. Like, it's not too far. I can still get home in a day if I absolutely need to. And it's allowed me to be completely independent and, like, grow as an individual. So, Did you – it made you rely on yourself a lot yes, more. Yes, 100%. How do you challenge yourself? Mm, I think I challenge myself by setting – high goals that would be my thing is that there are certain expectations that I have for myself that I can't let go that I like dwell on and so one being like nursing school is not a direct admit and so that is a standard that I had kept for myself that I mean the nursing program has kept for me as well and so along with that you have to have like an accountability partner or someone that's going to hold you accountable whether it's like your teammates or your family and so I think um how I would challenge myself would just be getting ahead and setting goals, going above and beyond. Um, that's probably how I would challenge myself most. All right, that's all the easy stuff now for the <laughs> super duper difficult. Okay. What is your favorite word? Oh, goodness. My favorite word. Hmm. I'm trying to think of like a phrase or something. Nope, just one word. Just one word. Just one word. 
word? I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to think of a word that would be that I use often, like all the time. Um, I love watching everybody process I know, different ways like exactly <laughs> how they want to attack this question. Yeah. Um, hi. I say hi a lot. <laughs> I think everyone <laughs> says hello. Um, I say hi and... Oh, gosh. Um, one single word. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that it's just one, that I have to pick one. Um, I would probably just like the basic word, like hi, hello. Seems like we're going to land on hi here. Yeah. I don't know what I, like, what is my favorite word. I probably, I mean, I know I have favorite words, but maybe I'll think of it later. It's not coming to me now, except we'll for hi. We'll, we'll, we'll hi put hi as a placeholder, yeah. and then if you think of something else, we'll mm-hmm. roll back to it. Yep. It's not going to help. The, the well, next I like the word awesome because you can pronounce it in different ways. You can pronounce it like awasami. Awasami. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I heard you. I just <laughs> never heard anybody do that before. Yeah, my cross-country coach in high school, she had a shirt that said, broke awesome down as awasami. So that'll be my favorite word, awasami. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your least favorite word? Mm. Um, any derogatory word is a no-no. Like, just don't bring it up, ever. Don't say it. Any derogatory. Derogatory, now, are you talking swear words, or are we talking, like, being negative in any kind of way? Yes. Kind of like all of the above. I just don't deal with those words well. I don't like them. Everyone that knows me knows that. (laughs) It's one of my things. Um, So that's just something that, not only do I not like it, but I just don't really tolerate it. It's not something that... At least if you're someone that's close to me that um, I want to keep close to me. It's oh, you're not just like punching people out for oh, swearing in, no, in no. your presence? If they're just like, you know, casually having conversation and something slips, it's like, okay, whatever. But anyone that I have like good relations with or I'm close with, they know very well that like derogatory terms are not my thing. And yeah. Who or what inspires you? Mm. I would say... Um, both my parents and also my grandmother. So they are all, all three of them are very strong and like, and like they lean on each other, but they're also very independent. And my grandma has been widowed for 10, almost 11 years. And so she is one of the strongest people I know. And I love her. I spent a lot of time with her, like growing up. If I was ever sick, it was always like, oh, go to grandma's. And even to this day, if I'm at home and I'm sick, it's like I always find myself at my grandma's house. So her and I are very close, and she inspires me. Um, she's just very strong, and she's strong-willed. And um, my mother is very similar to that. And my dad inspires me. He's just so kind. He's like the sweetest man you would ever meet. So um, definitely probably my par- Yeah, definitely my parents and then my grandmother. What is the last book you read for fun? Um, I'm currently in the middle of a book right now, and it is called 13, and it's by Steve, and I can't remember his last name, um, and it's kind of like a murder mystery. Those are my favorites, and so I'm in the middle of that, and I'm reading that just leisurely for fun. I've been doing this for a year and a half now, and you're the first student athlete we've had to just be like, yeah, I'm just reading that for fun right now. <laughs> I, I love to read, so yes. it's really nice to hear that. Yeah, and the last one I had finished, like, all the way, it was called The Silent Patient, and that was um, a psych patient who 
after well I, she wasn't a psych patient but um, she was married to an artist she was um, a painter and her husband was a photographer and kind of like on the back of the book what it like reads is that you know she murdered her husband and then just goes silent for like a number of years so she's called the silent patient and so instead of being arrested and put in jail she was put in like a psych ward and it's just like this really long book kind of unraveling what actually happened so that was the last book I read you may have to put that on my Goodreads list yes it's a good one what is your worst habit mm, my worst habit I'm slow yeah definitely that is that's it because I am probably you run I do I run, <laughs> but I, my day-to-day movements are pretty slow. My roommate complains about it all the time. It's like I take forever to do tasks, um, and it's not that I can't do them quickly. It's more of that I get distracted or I like to do them perfectly, somewhere in between, and I've worked really hard to not be running late ever. Um, I try to be like five minutes before, right on time, but I've had a very bad habit for a very long time of I'm always like either right on time to five minutes late. Like I'm in that range, but I'm working on it. So. Oh, you, that you're working on yes, it is important. Yes. What app on your phone gets the most use? Um, probably either my calling app instead of texting I call people so if I'm just like wondering where they are so I probably just that one or probably snapchat those two would get the most use what's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in Hmm. oh this is a good one okay so my roommate earlier in the year her name is Madison Morstad and I think she's done the podcast before and (laughs) She was getting these calls about how her social security number has been, like, stolen and whatnot. And, of course, it was a scam. But I was, like, that's personal information. I wasn't listening in too much. And she was like, hey, I got to go, like, run and do something. And she had sent me this message about how she was going to, like, meet this person with her social security, like, to deal with her social security number. And my coach calls me, and she's like, oh, my gosh, did you go with her? And I'm like, no, like, I think she's got it figured out. And she's like, no, this is, like, a scam. Like, everyone's been getting these phone calls. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you're kidding me. And um, my boyfriend, Thomas Porter, he was like, what if someone's there? Like, what if she's in danger? We have to go right now. And so, of course, it's right during, like, the biggest rush hour in Clarksville. And so we had practice or a team meeting at, like, 5. So this is, like, 4 o'clock. All of this is happening. And all like you can't get anywhere quickly at that point and so I had to like run onto campus and grab him and talk to the coaches and coach Brown she was already on her way to where Maddie was we told her that she needed to like move and lock her car and like we had to call the cops and it ended up all being okay but it was terrifying like I'm in the car driving and Maddie's on the phone crying and Thomas is trying to console her and that was really really scary so, because we didn't know if anyone was physically going to be there to, like, meet with her wherever she was going. And if that was the case, like, she could have been stolen. God. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, how did I even let this, like, let it escalate this far? I'm like, why did I let her go? Why did I think that was a good idea? Um, so that was terrifying. That happened earlier in first semester. Kind of mad that this didn't come up when I talked to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is your idea of happiness? Happiness, um, I would think happiness has to do with the people that you're around. Um, A lot of people say, you know, money can't buy you happiness. Some people think it can. And I think being able to live comfortably um, definitely 
has to do with being able to achieve happiness, but I have noticed that a big part of people's happiness has to do with people that they're around. And so if you're around people that you love and that love you, I think that is probably the definition of happiness, just being immersed in um, love and like the people that you love and that love you. Money won't let you buy happiness, but it does let you look for it in more places. Yes, that's true. (laughs) What is your idea of misery? Misery would probably be the total opposite, loneliness, because I'm also very much so a people person. I don't like being alone. Um, Thank goodness for roommates, because I would be crying every single night because I don't like being alone. So misery for me would be just totally, like, outcasted. I mean, I could be poor, 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 but as long as I have a friend, I will be okay. So for me, misery would just be lonely, like being super lonely, having no one. What makes you self-conscious? Hmm. Um, probably, like, skills with both, like, running and nursing. Um, things like those that I've, if I'm not super confident, um, like I was mentioned earlier, how I'm coming off an injury. Like, right now, my competition, like, I'm not competition ready, and I'm not in competition shape. And so, that is something that I feel self-conscious about. And I'm sure once I get into nursing school, there's going to be some skills and knowledge that is not easy for me to retain and not easy for me. And so... I think just um, areas that I'm not confident in are what make are the areas that I'm self-conscious in. What's the most embarrassing song you love? Oh, probably like every old T Swift song because I will sing my heart out to anything Taylor Swift. Like all old, old. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> How would you prefer to die? Hmm, in my sleep, 100%. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as? A donkey. A donkey? (laughs) Why a donkey? They are my favorite animals. I love donkeys. They have always been my favorite animal. Like I said, I'm very close with my grandmother, and on my way to her house, there's, like, this little farm, and it's not too far, maybe, like, as I remember, 15 minutes, maybe it's longer or shorter, from her house, and there's a little donkey that's always in their yard, that yard, and when I saw the donkey, it was like, oh, we're almost at grandma's house, and everything was fine, and so I have always loved donkeys. Um, I think they're super cute. They're really fun, even though everyone else thinks they're gross. I love donkeys, so I would like to come back as a donkey. Well, they're particularly violent, too. Yeah, but they're always sweet. Like, I can always pet them. They always let me pet them. They're very sweet to me. Do you have, like, food or something that they want? No, not always, but I have fed some donkey before. <laughs> okay, donkey. That's just not what I expected. Yep. <laughs> what might prompt you to lie? Uh, protection, like protecting people, whether it's their feelings or, um, like, protecting a loved one from someone else. I would, I would lie for them. <laughs> that's awfully kind of you. Yeah. What makes you hopeful? Um, hmm, hopeful? Probably when I see success. Like when I see good things in the world. Um, teammates being successful and classmates and just like good news on the news, which never happens. But when good things happen, that's like there's hope for humanity again. <laughs> what is our purpose in life? Oh, that's a deep question. It's like... I mean, they're not all superficial. So what song do you like? I mean, <laughs> like we, we do deep stuff here yeah. occasionally. Um, purpose, I would say I'm a little biased because, again, wanting to be a nurse and going into healthcare. But I feel like our purpose 
is to help others like you can't do life alone no matter what profession you're in or what type of person you are and so I think our purpose is for each other like it's there's a lot of things you need to do for yourself but I think at the end of the day a lot of professions like you know you look at teachers you look at the healthcare you look at even business they're not there for themselves they're there for other people they have clients and they have students and they have patients and so you're always like you're excuse me you're constantly like working with and for other people you seem to have it kind of mapped out your future you know you've got track cross finish that up Mm -hmm. nursing what what else what else are you hoping to get out of life that's kind of what I have right now. That's, <laughs> um, that's the full list? Yep, that's that's it. No, there's a lot of things I would like to do right out of nursing school. I think it would be fun to like be a traveling nurse. There's a lot of things kind of on my to-do list. I would like to further my education and potentially be a nurse practitioner. Um, and those are some goals that I have. I am not super set on where I'm going to end up and settle down. I don't think you really need to. There's a lot of my friends that are you know business majors or something that they're looking for a specific firm or business in order to get into right after and they have to you know kind of settle down and establish themselves in that business or corporation whatever it might be and thankfully like with the nursing degree there's nurses like you you need a nurse everywhere and so I have the freedom of being able to kind of go where wherever I want after I graduate so that's not something I am very concerned about um it's really just right now how you said i'm focusing on track and cross and then getting finishing my nursing degree and hopefully furthering my nursing degree as um after school after my bachelor's um and that's really i mean that's all i have planned it's it's plenty (laughs) (laughs) it's more than enough for now so that's what that's what my plan is well i have no doubt that it will all come to fruition exactly as you hope it to because you seem very driven to succeed. Laren, thank you for coming in today. I really enjoyed it. If it's gonna last forever If you feel it then don't be shy Let your for joining us today and for a programming note we are back the students return next week and we are here till the semester ends whether you like it or not that came out more threatening than i really wanted to men's basketball deal, deal with it yeah listen yeah. to the podcast you, you're not gonna be able to avoid us we've taken every precaution the four game road trip for men's basketball comes to an end this week with the turn boy <laughs> I don't know what that second word was going to be, but it wasn't going to be journeys the way it should have been. Return journeys to UT Martin in Southeast Missouri two weeks after hosting the Red Hawks and Skyhawks in the Dunn. The Ghosts easily dispatched both at home and haven't lost in Martin since 2017 and in Cape Girardeau since 2015. Taylor earned double-doubles against both in the home contest, including a 32-point, 12-rebound effort against the Skyhawks. The women are going to make the same two trips to end their OVC four-game road journey. Um for the women this weekend, every every game's a revenge game. We're going to take on Simo and UT Martin, who the came into the Dunn and beat the Govs to open OVC play two weeks ago. So 
Govs get a chance to return the favor on their courts this weekend. Uh, UT Martin's been on fire. They lead the OVC. They're 4-0. And Chelsea Perry has been averaging 24 points a game in OVC play. So it's going to be a tough one. But Govs should be motivated to go in there and get those two back for that first week of the season. Of OVC season. Tracks back at it in Alabama for the Sanford Invitational. Last year, Sabrina Richmond, Kyra Wilder, and Tymethia Tolbert were outstanding in the 200-meter at the other Sanford-hosted event in the run-up to the OVC Indoor Championships. It's time to do that. Tennis, the men and women both kick off their spring seasons this week. The men play first when they travel to Louisville to take on the Cardinals on Saturday. Uh, the men should be familiar with the Bass Rod Tennis Center in Louisville. They played a tournament there this fall. Uh, the women are going to continue their title defense when they welcome Chattanooga to Clarksville on Monday. The Govs beat the Mocs in Chattanooga last season, winning twice in doubles before taking four of six singles matches. And for the women, there's a new face in town. Yana Leader has signed with the Govs and is eligible to play immediately. Say that one again. Yana Leader. All right. I got it right. Haley Jacoby for your community service opportunity. She'll have all of that stuff when you guys get back to campus. And as long as we were getting on schedule here, uh, Casey, do that thing about the social media stuff. Hey, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P. You can also follow along on Facebook on the official Austin P. Facebook account, Austin P. Governors. Uh, shout out to Robin and Eric for everything they do in the digital world. Let's Go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, and myself doing stuff over at LGP all the time. Tickets, you want to come to a basketball game next week, you're going to need a ticket, so you should get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Locke, and her assistant, Johnny Cade. They have all the information you can use to get in the game. Oh, and by the way, get excited. It's baseball season in less than a month, and perhaps with wonderful weather. Oh, wow. Perhaps Boy, with we're wonderful. We're both having one this day, this, this day today. <laughs> Good even. Lord. We'll just start that over again. Get hype. Baseball season is less than a month away. with And with it, perhaps wonderful weather for sitting outside and watching the grand old game. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event. We shout out, ask Casey why his brother got all the talent. He did. Tweet us. I'm at cwilson225. He's at c underscore craig19. Love yourself, love each other. Talk to you next week. Check. What?